Episode 3, God is still busy with Katembe. Thank you for listening to Illuminate, a podcast by Hands at Work in Africa. Each year as we approach Christmas, there's a season of anticipation and preparation for the coming of Jesus. The creator of heaven and earth come to us as a baby so that his creation would be reconciled to him. We call this season Advent. And during Advent, this podcast channel comes to you in the form of Illuminate. This year, we want to share about where we work, the types of communities that we are called to, to see Jesus bring life where he looks the bleakest. Just as Jesus came to bring life to a broken world, Hands at Work seeks out the most broken places in Africa to bring life to the poorest of the poor and most vulnerable people by way of his church, both internationally and locally. On our website, you can find a video with the same theme which focuses on a community in Zimbabwe called Tsatse. In this podcast series, we will take you to the Democratic Republic of Congo. We will visit three communities in the Goma area. George Schneeman, a co-founder of Hands at Work, has spent a considerable amount of time there this year. We're about to hear George talking to a group of volunteers in South Africa on October 30th. Let's listen to George discussing the people and places where we work and what God is busy doing there. So, then we went to Katembe, the chief of this whole area. He had to flee for his life also. But then armies from Kenya and Tanzania and they started chasing away the rebels. But there were still about three or four armies there. Many child soldiers, many child soldiers, boys, 11, 12, they're walking around with guns, they just shoot. <laughs> but the chief, I said to him, you take me to Katembe or I go on my own, but we are going now. So he said, okay, let's go. And the chief traveled with me on a motorbike and Eric, and everywhere the soldiers stopped us, the chief told them, leave these guys. It is people that work with me. So we came through and we went to Katembe and we were the first people that went into Katembe after the war. So they were locked down in that war for eight months, bombed rebels and then the whole community came to be with us and to walk with us. They were so happy to see that we can. There's Eric walking in the front, yes Bindu, and then we could do holy home visits again. For the first time, it was crazy to do holy home visits that day because we were walk. You know how people can talk when they go through an experience? The first time we went to Katembe, we met a man called Busy Mungu. Busy Mungu really means busy God. Okay? This was a man of peace like you can't believe. And he introduced us to a family, Kenyatta, whose wife just died of malaria the week before we got there. The children were lying on the floor. There was a crippled boy that's never walked. He was five years old. It was a terrible family. Busy Mungu took us there and we started caring for this family. It was an incredible story. The whole village became so excited. But my heart was so broken because somebody poisoned Busy Mungu and he died. His wife was lying on a grass mat she was dying of malaria. The children sat around her. They were screaming of hunger. And I'm just thinking, God, where are you? But at one stage, I was so emotional about the situation. I walked away and I stood and I looked right down. It was, 
like very steep down. And there at the bottom, I saw, I saw a woman and children sitting there. And it is just like God is saying to me, I brought you here for her. And so after we took Busy Mungu's wife to the clinic, everything, I said to them, come, let's go there. All her children, they fled from the war, they ended up in Katemi, they ran up the mountain, and they ended up there. They've got nothing, nobody to care for them, nothing. Today is the day. I am your son. Your problem is my problem. Your kingdom is my kingdom. That's how we should be. That's what it means to be saved, right? This is now my business. It's my father's business, now it's my business. I'm not busy with the things of the world anymore. How much can I make? Who's social status? No, my father's got a business. And so I said, we're going to give her a piece of land and we're going to give him food until she can produce her own harvest. Can you imagine? God saw how broken my heart was for busy Mungu's family. And then five minutes later, here we could bring hope to a family that was hundreds of kilometers away from their village, where everything got destroyed. Hey everyone, if you're just joining us for the first time, then you're on number three. And so I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to number one and number two. And then you'll also have the added advantage of knowing who we are. If you are joining us for the first time, my name is Dan. Um, uh, serve here as part of Hands at Work with my wife and our four children and have the privilege of serving with these two people as well. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, thanks Dan. My name is Sasanda and I serve here with my beautiful wife, Brooke. And my name is Prague Sudans. They call me Prague here. And we are serving together with my husband, Levi, and we have two beautiful girls. That's so good. Sasanda, what stands out to you? Busy Mungu's name, <laughs> that God is actively busy doing something across the world, across Africa. God is is busy doing something, and I just love the fact that Busy Mungu represents that. And there's there's a tragedy in this one, obviously, because like Uncle George mentioned, his love was cut short, which, in a sense, that's just the reality of the day. But he responded to the work of the Father. Uh, he was faithful in responding to that work. It's just an invitation to us to respond to the work that the Father's doing, what he's calling us to. The character of Bizamunga is something that sparked something in my heart for sure. Just accidents. When they went to Atembe and the community was really not functioning, it was just like there's no hope. And they visited this family of Bizamunga and he, he died. I'm being reminded of when the disciples were with Jesus and they were in the storm, the, on the sea, and the storm came with them. And on that moment, they felt hopeless and they felt that they don't know what to do, but they call on Jesus and the gift came out of that. They acknowledged that this is Jesus and they experienced the peace that they've never experienced. They experienced a gift that they've never experienced. This story stood out because in the midst of the, the mourning they have, that they have lost a busy Mungu and the, uh, the wife, she was busy dying. God showed them something. God shows them, actually, I know you are feeling pain, but there's something that I want you to attend with because 
have called you for that family. That's why when he said that uh, your problem is my problem, your kingdom is my kingdom, your business is my business, God's business, when you take it as your business, he will show you. In the midst of the storm, he will bring that gift because you have taken it personal to say, God's business is my business. If he did not have intention in that, God could have not shown him that house that God wanted to visit. How on earth can you find that family? It takes the miracle and it takes yeah. God himself to show up. God sees and he knows his children and his court plan. Hearing these stories, it really encouraged my faith. I think for me, it's a miracle. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Pragsky helped me understand that story. We hear it from obviously from Baba George's point of view and imagine it from that woman's point of view, like abandoned, overlooked, bottom of the, it was like no one's seen her. And be- mm. she probably even heard the crying mm. from that. And do you know what I mean? That idea of like, if I die, is anyone going to cry for me? Is anyone mm. even going to notice mm. five minutes, 10 minutes later, mm. there's a few people at her shack saying, I see you. Yeah. I just can't imagine how her life is now completely changed because like you said, because God saw her. And, and the other thing, I think you said it well, Sasanda, when you said like busy Mungu, God is busy turning despair into moments of, mm-hmm. of joy. And, and we get an opportunity to be part of that sometimes in our darkest moments like Baba George said, just feeling overwhelmed by the pain. And mm. God gives him another opportunity to see God come through. Sometimes in, in our darkest moments, that's okay. where God chooses to come through. And often we think that that's where God comforts me, but sometimes God comforts us by giving us another purpose. Mm. And I'm not talking about making yourself busy or grieving's good, mourning's good. We need to cry. God's comfort doesn't always look like a rub on the back or a, yeah. everything's going to be okay. God's comfort looks like, you know, I'm not finished here. Yeah. I'm not finished here. Well, there's another opportunity to mm. see lives transformed. There's another family to care for. God's mourning into dancing isn't the way we picture it. There was a Psalm 30 moment, but it was another family just down that ended up dancing mm-hmm. with joy. Um, yeah, what you say about... <laughs> God taking our, our despair and turning it into moments of hope and joy. It's part of our inheritance as sons. He said, today's the day. I am your son. Your business is my business. Can you imagine if we woke up daily like that, turning the worst situations into the best and being able to sit with those who mourn and, and just being present? It's all part of our inheritance. It's it's all, mm. and I mean, our inheritance is not always you know, rainbows and sunshine. Sometimes it's sitting in the bottom of the valleys with widows and just meeting Jesus there to have that conviction saying, Father, your business today, it's my business and your kingdom yeah. is my inheritance. My father's business today is my business. And uh, I just love that conviction. And I love, I love the fact that like God doesn't need us, but he wants us. But for those of you that don't know, Fragsident's husband is called Levy. Well, I call him Ba Levy because Ba, that's a respectful way in, in Bemba. But Levy was telling me yesterday that his daughter trained with him. Now, Levy's very fit and has been doing martial arts all his life. He doesn't need his daughter to train with, with him. Mm-hmm. He wants to spend 
time with her. And it, in a sense, it feels like, does God need us in whatever role we have to play? No, but he wants us. He invites us to participate in his business. He says, I'm looking for that woman that everyone has overlooked. And I want to use someone. Are you going to be the one that has the privilege to know that moment? Across the world, God is saying, I, I can use you if you want. You can see people's lives go from mourning to dancing mm. if you're willing to be part of it. I don't need you, but I want you. So good. That is such a beautiful place for us to end this week. We're so, so inspired with what God is doing in Katembe. Do join us again next week as we get a more recent update on what is happening in Goma. We'll have Uncle George just sharing with us what is taking place on the ground. And so we would love to have you guys join us for that and see how we can continue to pray for the work that mm. is busy doing. Bless you.